Hello, hello and welcome to episode 5 of Talking Bollocks. Episode 5, eh? 5 already. This year's going fast, so um, it seems like only yesterday that we were uh, we were embarking on this journey together. Uh, for those of you who've, uh, you know, regular listeners, um, welcome back. Uh, it, yeah, it's the same intro, isn't it? Every single bloody time, I can't stop it. I will stop doing this eventually, because it's... It's fucking irritating me. Um, this intro, not stop doing the podcast, I'm going to do that forever until we all die. Um, so yeah, welcome. If you haven't heard us before, hello, where the fuck have you been? You're missing out on, um, uh, you know, you've been missing out on some seriously good shit, so go back and download it and listen to it. Um, speaking of which, um, there is another way you can now listen to us. Um, there is a Talking Bollocks YouTube channel. Um, and um, I'd like to say uh, thank you to a few people. Um, Mark Oldham um, for leaving some really positive feedback on there. Susan Bedrad again, and uh, Kamasu two thousand eight, who were all left really uh, really cool comments on the YouTube um, on the YouTube channel. Thank you very much for your feedback, guys. Also, thanks to Johnny Sars for his uh, review on iTunes, which is um, which is awesome. It's really cool. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for taking the time to leave feedback. Really do appreciate it. Um, as for the rest of you. You fucking lazy twats, do it. Get on there. Um, even if you, even if it's just a case of going on iTunes and just you know just giving us a rating out of five on the stars or just a bit of feedback, you don't have to leave a review. But it's 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 good because it just means that uh, we get a bit more exposure and um, and anybody who feels like uh, going visiting our YouTube channel and join us there. Um, it's just the uh, it's just the the podcast as normal. So, um, but it's you know we we're, we're now just basically infecting the internet in as many ways as possible, um, just to try and get more listeners. More listeners means um, you know more more bands, bigger bands, and all the rest of it. Anyway, I've bored you with uh, all of this before, so uh, I'm not going to do it again. Um, welcome, nice to have you all back. My name is Howard H Smith, uh, lead singer of inactive uh, UK thrash metal band Acid Rain who apparently put out three or four albums uh, back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Mm, maybe check them out. Um, so anyway, yeah, and buy them, you thieving cunts. Um, so anyway, uh, there you go. That's the first insult of the podcast. Only a few minutes in, and uh, and already I'm insulting you. I do apologise. Um, sorry about that. So uh, there you go. I'm just going to leave a pause now. Uh, for you, can, you can tell me to fuck off back. Good. Okay. Glad you did that. Thank you very much. I, I deserved it. Um, so, where to start with um, where we're catching up on the world of uh, uh, of all things metal since uh, since we last spoke? Well, unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm going to start on, on on a sad note. Um, and uh, and some of you will have seen on on Facebook, uh, certainly on the Acid Rain page, um, facebook.com forward slash Acid Rain Thrash. Um, we left uh, we left a tribute there to the one and only H.R. Geiger. Um, yes, for our American listeners, that's Geiger, not Giger, okay? Just one of the many words you guys don't fucking pronounce properly, but there you go. Yeah, um, uh, just an, a, an awesome, incredible, brilliant, um, groundbreaking, rebel genius. And there's a word that's way overused these days, but this guy was, you know, HR genius. I mean... His artwork is incredible. For those of you who are not familiar, he he was the, he designed the original um, Alien from the Alien movies. Um, uh, I've actually got the the top half of an Alien in my front room. I can see him at the moment. Alan the Alien over in the corner. All right, Alan. Uh, he's made a fiberglass. He's not going to talk back. I don't know why I fucking did that. Um, maybe I'll um, maybe I'll put a picture up somewhere um, uh, of of Alan. Um, 
Yeah, I, I might actually. Um, on our YouTube channel, um, I, I will try and insert a picture of, uh, of Alan the Alien at some point uh, so you can see what I'm jabbering on about. Um, and also on the All About The Rock page, allaboutherock.co.uk, this is the All About The Rock uh, podcast and it's talking bollocks and it's me and it's, you know, it, it basically we link together it's cool but anyway back to hr geiger he also did um of the legendary celtic frost um and by the way yes you fucking american pronouncers again it is celtic not celtic um uh actually that's just that's that's pretty much up for grabs anywhere in the world isn't it some people say celtic some people say celtic i don't know Anyway, um, I'm getting sidetracked again. Um, an amazing artist. He also, um, uh, yeah, a number of Celtic Frost covers, obviously. Um, uh, Trip to Connie's done their two album covers as well, uh, Tom Warrior's band, and uh, did the legendary to Megatherian cover, which was awesome. He also did a, um, a Penis Landscape, um, uh, Where We Come From, as it's titled, which was a, which was a, a free poster that came with the original uh, pressings of the LP, um, Frankenchrist by Dead Kennedys. So for our younger listeners, Listeners, uh, an LP is a um, is like a big CD, except made of vinyl. If you want to know what a CD is, it's like a, a smaller sort of drinks tray kind of thing that we used to buy. Can you believe that? How stupid are we? We used to buy music. Yeah, just remember, every time you expect to get music free from a band, you are telling that band that their music is worthless. Okay, just want to drop that in there. God, I'm going off on so many tangents already. I will get my HR Geiger tribute finished. Anyway, um, he did the uh, yeah the poster in that in the in the Dead Kennedys thing. Uh, awesome poster. Got the band in a lot of trouble. Um, the PMRC, who I mentioned um, in the last podcast, were um, no, I didn't. I didn't mention that in the last podcast. I mentioned that in um, in a radio thing that I did. But I'll catch up on that later. So anyway, um, uh, just a legendary artist. I mean, I've I've got. Um, I've got posters of his, I've got calendars, all sorts. I mean, he's just just an incredible, incredible artist. If you haven't seen any of his art, just put H.R. Geiger into uh, into um, Google. Or better, actually, DuckDuckGo. Yeah, don't laugh. That's a Google engine. I mean, sorry, that's a search engine called DuckDuckGo. The reason you want to use DuckDuckGo is unlike the Google cunts, they do not track your searches. They do not store your searches. It is completely private searching now for those of you who say well if there's if you're not searching for anything bad then it shouldn't bother you you fucking idiot if you think that you're a fucking idiot right it's not about it's about having freedom online about people not being able to pry on what everything you do and everything you look at and market you and advertise you in every way possible and build a profile of you know everything about you and use that for good or illegitimate reasons so wise up duck duck go great um Great, uh, I'm fucking Tangent City here, isn't it? DuckDuckGo, great search engine. So go in there, search HR Geiger on images. It'll it'll just blow your mind, the stuff you there. Um, and if you don't like it, you're a fucking idiot. Um, he, he's just an absolute genius. So a man that we lost, a man that we lost. And it's such a shame. I mean, he was 75, he tripped downstairs and he died of his injuries. That is just seems like such a waste. And apparently there's a God. <laughs> what a fucking joke. Um... You know, it's just what a shame. Um, it, yeah, he was just an absolute legend. So, um, so there we go. Um, yeah, legend, genius. All those words that are, that are bantered about um, and and not really, you know, to people who are not really worthy of it. Well, this guy was. He was an absolute genius, and um, I suggest you check his art out. Anyway, um, from that sad news to um, to something new, exciting, and good news, and that would be 
the new Slayer track, Implode. Yeah, right, okay. So I'm sure everybody who listened to it the first time straight away thought, ooh, I wonder what, I wonder what Howard thinks to this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. Now, um, well, for the record, I like it. I really do. Um, I think it's good. I think it's a. It, it, I, I mean, I, but I liked um, uh, Will Painted Blood. Um, I I also liked um, American and Hate Worldwide. A couple of tracks that people really don't like. Well, well, I did like them, and and it reminds me of something like that. Um, I really like God Hates Us All. I'm a big fan of that album. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of Boss stuff. Excuse me. Sorry. There you go. Another example that it's uh, not edited. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of Boss Stuff, who, funnily enough, I met when he was in Forbidden back in the day. Uh, I met him a couple of times actually. First time when he was he, play, he was playing the um, he was playing Forbidden set with one arm. Yes, you heard that correctly. One arm. He'd broken an arm. Whereas whereas now, okay, you you fucking weakling musicians out there in of the modern era go, oh yeah, he's uh, you know he's having to step off for this tour, so we're getting somebody to fill in for him. No, no, he just fucking did it with one arm back in the day when we fucking did things properly. You know when we used to eat mud and swim in fucking rivers and not give a shit, and we all survived. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I met him back then, and I met him when they were supporting. Um, uh, Death Angel as well, and it got on really well with him actually. Really, really nice guy, and um, we we wrote each other a few times. Wrote as in sent letters to each other. I know how fucking bizarre is that. Now that I, just as I said that, that actually sounds sort of quite quite sort of um, sexual. We send letters to each other. Yes. <laughs> so, dear, dear, dear Elizabeth, I am writing to you. No. Um. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this. Um. So uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, really like the song. Um. It's not. Look, it's not the best thing that that they've ever done, and and if you're one of the if you're one of the people that thinks they should they should pack in, well, do you know what? It's their band. Fuck you. Fuck you and your fucking stupid opinions. They'll go, go on and do. I can't. I, the the amount of assumptions that people make. Oh, well, they've made enough money. They should retire. Really? You know that, do you? You got access to the bank accounts, have you? No, you haven't. It's just a dickhead opinion with absolutely no fucking no facts to back it up. That's just your opinion. Just dropped out of your head. Yeah, just there it is. Oh, I think I'll type this online. Mm, they should quit because they've got enough money. Really? Well, I don't fucking think they have. Gary King said many times he can't afford to retire. And I, I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. They're not fucking rolling in it. Jesus. And if they want to continue, do you know what? They should continue. And if you think it stains their career and it's an abomination, don't don't buy any of their stuff. Don't loud, don't download it. Don't go and see them live. Don't watch them on YouTube. Yeah, it's very easy for you to take Slayer out of your life if you want, and it's, and, and they can just carry on, and the rest of us can enjoy it if that's okay. So um, yeah, good for them. Um, look, I you know yeah, I'd love it if Jeff was still alive. I'd love it if if Dave Lombardo was still in a band. Guess what? That's not the case anymore. We move on. Such is life. So there you go. Anyway, um, other new exciting stuff. Uh, uh, my my tip for this month, music-wise, is um, is an album by a band called Twelve Foot Ninja. You heard that right, Twelve Foot Ninja. The album's called Silent Machine. Um, uh, look up the website um, on DuckDuckGo. Uh, I should be, I, you know, I should get some fucking advertising out of those fuckers, shouldn't I? That's an idea. I must remember to do that. But um, if you're a regular listener, you'll know that I have very little memory and I'll have probably forgotten that by the time I... uh, uh, Well, I've forgotten it already. There you go. What was I saying? All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, 12 Foot Ninja. Find their website. Um, they You can stream uh, You can stream the whole album on the website. Um, they've got It's all on SoundCloud, so you can have a good listen to it. Um, 12 Foot Ninja. Three words. Here's 
uh, three words that 12 Foot Ninja remind me of. Faith no more. Right, okay. Now, let's all take a breath. Let's take a collective breath, yeah? Calm down, right? There's never going to be another Faith No More. I'm not saying they are Faith No More. I'm saying they sound slightly reminiscent in places of Faith No More. In fact, more than reminiscent. The singer has got a definitely, definite big old hard-on for Mike Patton. But do you know what? It's really fucking good. It is really good. I mean, really, really good. Yeah, I think I've made my point, haven't I? Yeah, fucking move on. Um, it's, what can I say? Uh, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm really struggling not to play it. I mean, you know, so far as albums of the year go, it's, it's definitely in my top one, I would say. Yeah, no, it's just, it, it, it's beating, um, it's beating uh, Death Strange and uh, and and even the mighty Prong Ruining Lives. Um, it's yeah, it is a uh, it's a mighty 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 album. It really is. Um, give it a listen. Some of the track. Well, look, just just check it out. All I'm saying is, if if you liked Faith No More in any way, give it a listen. You may not you may not like it. It's not it's not as funky, by the way. It's not nowhere. It's not as funky. It has got some like incredible like salsa bits in it, and also, yeah, you heard that right, salsa. Yeah, and I don't mean the tangy tomato dip. You fucking idiot, right? I mean the type of you know music. Um, so yeah, check it out. Um, Twelve Foot Ninja, well worth checking out. And actually, the the, the reason I um, uh, went looking for them is because they won. I think it's Breakthrough Act or something at the Gold, the Revolver Golden Gods Awards. Now, if anybody is aware of um, the Revolver Golden Gods Awards, um, they are. How can I describe them? The shittest awards in metal. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the Kerrang Awards as like the Oscars, then the Golden Gods is like the Golden Globes. And as, as everybody knows, the Golden Globes in the movie world is is, is dog shit. Um, and basically, the Golden Gods is. I mean, you know. The, the the legend was Axel, the, you know, the Lifetime Achievement Award legend, whatever, was Axel Rose, and he was presented his award by Nicolas Cage. Wow. Two absolute fucking huge egotistical cocks on one stage at the same time. It was amazing. Nicolas Cage's speech before Axel Rose comes on is one of the most self-absorbed mutterings of all time. This guy's got no self-awareness. It's fucking hilarious. Check it out. Um, and this is how shit the awards are, right? Um, Avenge Seven Fucked, um, sorry, Sevenfold, <laughs> slip of the tongue, um, won a bunch of awards, and so did, and so did fucking Five Finger Death Punch. Jesus Christ. This one's for the troops. Oh, die, motherfucker, die. What a fucking pack of twats they are. Honestly, that was one of the most miserable gig experiences in my entire life. Avenge Seven Fucked, supported by Five Finger Donkey Punch. What a fucking collection of shit. Free ticket. Hold my hands up before you say, no, what are we doing with that? Free ticket. Keeping a friend company. Needless to say, he's not a fucking friend anymore for making me go to that. Um, oh, just, yeah, dog shit. So anyway, um, I just thought I'd share that with you um well more dog shit coming up other uh, more dog shit i'd like to share with you um if you're unaware there's a song by Af- now just bear with me here song by avril latrine hey <laughs> see what i did there it's like avenger seven foot avril latrine oh, i'm on a roll um yeah she did a song called hello kitty which was co-written by her um uh, husband chad crodiger or kroger let's call him Hunt Kroger, whatever his name is, from um, Nickelfuck. Hey, get it? Nickelback. 
I mean, can you imagine a, a, a more hideous celebrity music couple than the guy from Nickelback and Avril Latrine? I mean, Levine, you know what I mean? Those two, I mean, fucking hell. There's not enough brain power there to power a 10-watt bulb. Um, and anyway, so so these two fuck nuggets get together. This cabal of idiots get together. They co-write a song called Hello Kitty. And it's on YouTube. Try and check it down because it's getting taken down off sites left, right and centre because it's getting so, so much bad press, so many bad comments. I cannot, I cannot do it justice by mere words slagging it off. Just imagine I'm punching you in your ear, right? You've got like your, your, you've got your, um, let's say you've got your earbud in your ear, yeah, or you've got your headphone on and I've just fucking punched it really hard, right? And so the earbud's gone into your ear banged against your eardrum or the or, or, or the headphone is just like sucked against the side of your head and you, now right this your right ear is really hurt and it's throbbing yeah just go with me on this right that is what listening to that song is like except both ears it is fucking horrendous it's a crime against music it really is and the video is just it, it, i well check it out i'm sorry to do this to you because it's like you know, to to use an old uh, Bill Hicks phrase, like it's like a guy with a, a sore tooth can't stop touching it. It's like once you've watched it, you're just like you have to, one of two reactions. It, one is like, oh my fucking god, what a car crash, and you never want to see it again. Or the other is, it's so shit, you keep going back to it to remind you how shit it is, because you think it can't have been as shit as I thought it was, and you go back and no, no, it, it fucking is. It fucking if anything, it's getting worse. It's, it's so there you go. I, you, look, there's some, there's you, you're getting some, you know. I'm giving you some little bit of tips of music here and bits and pieces and, and some some cool interviews. I just thought I'd deliver you some shit as well, you know, some shit to check out, some real shit shit, not good shit, shit shit. Um, so uh, so uh, so there you go. That's um, that's that pile of shit. Um, I think I think that's it for shit. Uh, no, there's some more coming later, but um, you know we'll uh, save that for now. Um, uh, so, oh yeah, um, another shout out as well. Um, thanks to the guys up the front of the show. Um, shout out to uh, my man Andy Kennedy at Mosh Radio. Um, he asked me to do a, a couple of intros for a few Acid Rain songs. Uh, it's an internet um, a radio station called uh, Mosh Radio. Look it up um, on duckduckgo.co.uk or .com. I'm definitely going for some money from them. And um, yeah, uh, check it out, Mosh Radio. Um, Andy did a, a really good job. He's got a a really great uh, taste in music. I mean, I was listening to the show before um, before I was on it, and um, I was just like, every tune was a winner. Um, you know, it was, re- it was just really cool. So if you're into um, internet radio, uh, wherever you may be, wherever you're listening to this, whether it's uh, offshore in an oil rig or in a car or in bed or on a bus on the way to work or wherever you are, then, you know, um, it's worth checking out Mosh Radio. It's, um, it's at weekends, uh, Friday evenings, weekends, shit like that. So anyway, look it up, find them on Facebook, join them, do whatever. Um, what else has been going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Lars Ulrich and his monstrosity drumming. <laughs> Lars, uh, yeah, Lars and the Larsettes, or as they're otherwise known, Metallica, headlining Glastonbury. Hey, dearie fucking me. It, it's it's kind of funny. I mean, I look, you know, good for them. Good for them if they're, they're you know, they've, they've been offered it. Why not? You're going to take it. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be pretty fucking funny. I think they'll do a great job, no doubt. Um, they, they, you know, they know, they know how to work a festival crowd and 
I just think it's really, really funny. I think it's really, it's, it's funnier because of because um, of um, uh, Sonosphere as well, where they're where they're playing. You know, Sonosphere released a statement saying, "Oh, you know, Metallica as if we, you know, if we if we minded, you know, letting them out of their exclusivity clause with us." And we said, "Of course, no problem." It's like, well, duh. Of course you're gonna do. Of course you're gonna say that. What are you gonna do? Say to them no, and they're gonna go, "Well, fuck you." Well, we're gonna go and do it anyway. What are you gonna do? Take Metallica to court, burn your bridges. One of the biggest bands in the world. One of the only bands who can headline festivals now. Yeah, no chance. Because they're, they're just fucking gonna go and do it anyway. Um, so hopefully they won't be treating us to Lords of Summer at that particular. Uh, in fact, they definitely won't be playing Lords of Summer in the uh, in the UK this uh, this summer because um, uh, they're only doing Glastonbury. Um, which is going to be a greatest hit set, as they've already said. And um, and the other one is Metallica by request. And no one's going to request the Lords of fucking Summer if they've heard that. No chance. No one wants to listen to Lars Ulrich having an aneurysm behind the kit. Again. No. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> Metallica at Glastonbury. Who would have fucking thought it, eh? There's a great... There's a great... Um, clip of um uh metallica from the first time they played donnington um donnington monsters of rock yes that's what it's really called from back in um i think it's 85 86 there's a great intro there's a great like after the first song james hetfield's just going like you know if you're in a spandex and all that shit weird you're fucking man and then like all these years later they're going to be playing they're going to be playing fucking glastonbury amazing amazing but uh there you go. Um, so moving on from uh, Metallica, um, I'm going to go on to Megadeth, or more, more particularly Mr. Dave Mustaine. Um, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Dave played with the San Diego Symphony in the last month, and it was online, and it was fucking horrendous. Um, I, I mean... What the fuck? I mean, I've taken the piss out of Lars and his drumming on Lols of Summer, but fucking hell, Mustaine takes shit to a new level. It's fucking embarrassing. It's like it's like someone's dad has won a competition to rock up and play their guitar in the middle of a fuck as a prank and and rock up and play a guitar in the middle of a, a of a classical concert and fucking ruin it for everyone. It's it's awful. It's fucking terrible. It's it's just. It's, it's words are failing me. It's like um, what's it like? It's like it's like um, it's like. Remember Beavis and Butthead? It's like Butthead has rocked up and playing guitar. You know when he's like headbanging along to music. It's it's just fucking embarrassing. Is the only word I can say. It's, it's painful. It's fucking painful. And he thinks it's great. He thinks it's absolutely wonderful. He finishes playing his solo and he he's sticking his hand in the air and giving it the devil horns. And you're just thinking, fucking hell, Dave. This is awful. It's fucking woeful. Even people were there who've blogged about it and said, like, you know, because some people have typically, you know, Mustaine's acolytes who who just, like, love everything he does um, and suck his cock all the time. And by the way, just in case you are one of those people, if you think that the vocals on the Big Four DVD, yeah, if you think those vocals are from that gig, you're sadly fucking mistaken, I can tell you that, for an absolute fact. But anyway, um, oh god, the, the studio stories I've heard about Mustaine, you wouldn't believe. But anyway, um, and I'd love to share them with you, uh, but I can't for obvious reasons, but I may be able to soon, because I may be interviewing, well, I am going to be interviewing somebody on the, uh, on the podcast coming up, uh, possibly next month, who is a 
a very well-known metal producer, so uh, it should be pretty damn cool if it comes off. Well, it's, it's bound to, actually. He's a mate of mine, so... But, you know, we'll see. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, just check it out. Um, and I, I was saying, you know, your people posting on, on YouTube saying, like, oh, you know, no, leave him alone, you know, this is a shitty recording, man. Uh, and then you've got people blogging underneath saying, no, I was there, it was fucking shit. So um, that's, uh, that's, uh, that kills that fucking stone dead. Um, it's just, yeah, it's worth checking out so you can have a really good laugh. Um, but that's about all. Um, it's, it's pretty sad that anyone could be that deluded to actually do that in public and think that it's good. Uh, it's not. Dave, it was fucking awful. So, anyway, um... Uh, oh, Twitter account, by the way, Twitter, you can uh, tweet us at Talking Bollocks, um, at, that's at Talking with a capital T, Bollocks with a capital B, but instead of an S on the end, it's a Z, so it's uh, Talking Bollocks, yes, yeah, I know. Um, we've doubled in followers, yeah, so uh, yeah, we've gone from 20 to 40, brilliant, so we might have a decent amount of followers by, uh, well, another 20 years, we should be, uh, we should be there, should be sorted, great. Um so yeah, tell you know, tell your friends. Um, uh, you can tweet me. Um, I run the um, Talking Bollocks uh, uh, Twitter account, <laughs> obviously. So um, so yeah, just um, just tweet me there. Uh, you can email me, and that's at Howard at AllAboutTheRock.co.uk. Don't forget to visit AllAboutTheRock.co.uk. Great site. Um, uh, some very very cool reviews on there at the moment. And actually, um, I wanted to give you a heads up on another cool album. Um, I'm, I, I mean, the guys are all about the rock. Really rate it. I'm not a fan, but that's not because I, I don't recognise that it's they're good at what they do. It's just I'm not that keen on what they do, which is sort of modern bands doing retroactive sounding thrash. Um, so by that I mean, um, I'm fucking. My, what's that? That's right. I've just um, just noticed I've got a. Oh. Strange. I've just noticed there's some post lying around in Anyway, um, sorry about that. There you go. Not edited. Not professional, not even good. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, it's a modern band playing sort of very sort of retro thrash, and it, it, there's just I can't get my head around it. I don't, I, I don't, I just don't do it. I don't like it. It's it, you know, if I want to listen to Testament, I'll listen to Testament. I won't listen to you know a bunch of twenty-five-year-olds wanting to be Testament. But um, the album is by a band called Dust Bolt. Um, uh, the album's called Awake the Riot and um, I have to say look it, it's, it's very good quality I'm sure a lot of you out there who like your old school thrash and like the modern stuff as well will, will love it I mean it is it's, and, it, and the reason I'm giving them a plug is ne- never ever heard of this, these, these guys before at all um, but uh, to be you know fair fucks to them the um, uh, you know the album does stack up it's some uh, it's some good shit there definitely definitely so uh, yeah check that out um and uh, to recap on the last uh, podcast, um, yes, Fiery Gun Hand Records. <laughs> um, I did have some fun with that. Uh, it still makes me laugh. But thanks to um, Pete Denny at Fiery Gun Hand Records, who um, who also uh, had a bit of a laugh about it, because I did worry for a bit that he might be, like email me back and go, oh, you fucking twat, what are you doing slagging us off? But um, no, it, he's got a sense of humour as well, thank God. Um, and he did uh, write to me and told me that um, Fiery Gun Hand is actually a Cardiacs tune. 
Um, and the reason he chose that is he didn't want to go down the usual, like, you know, fucking metal, axe-murdering label, which is, which is fair enough, you know. Uh, a, bit of, um, uh, a bit of originality is always appreciated um, uh, in one's music and one's record labels. So anyway, look, I've, uh, I've been yammering on far too long. It's time we got down to an interview. Um, and uh, as you'll have seen of the title of the podcast, um, uh, this next interview is with the one, the only, the mighty Tommy Victor of Prom. Um, uh, new album, Ruining Lives um, We talk about that We talk about all sorts of bits and pieces um, Get yourself a copy of Ruining Lives Get a CD of it um, you know, Or buy the download But whatever you do, you know, pay for it And, uh, and, and you know, tell musicians That their, um, their, their, their product Is actually worth something to you As opposed to worth fuck all um, so yeah, um, we met uh, just after the uh, on the Monday after they played um, down at the Underworld in Camden. Um, uh, there was me, Tommy, and a press guy um, who organised it, um, uh, whose name I've forgotten. Really, really sorry about that, mate. <laughs> I'm sorry. And and by the way, if you are listening, I did email you and suggest going out for a beer. So get back to me. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, yeah, Tommy and I went to. Uh, uh, a well-known pub in uh, in London. Um, it was midday. We weren't drinking, but it was just a suitable place to uh, to hang out and have a chat. As you'll hear in the interview, um, it's quite funny. Tommy uh, doesn't remember me from back in the day, which is fair enough. I mean, we we only met once, fleetingly, and then after the interview, we were chatting a little bit more. And he went, "Oh, hang on, I do remember you. Yeah, yeah, it was just something there." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." Never got that on the interview, but uh, and you probably don't believe me anyway. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, look, um, I've I've gone on long enough. Um, let's uh, let's have an interview. Um, uh, sorry, let's have a listen to this um, this chat with um, Tommy Victor from Prong, um, and um, I'll catch up with you again afterwards. Okay, so um, here we are. I'm with, um, uh, with Tommy Victor. Hi, Tom. Nice to see you. Hi, Howard. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Glad you made the show last night. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's, um, I made the show, enjoyed it, stayed to the end. Um, you I, stayed to the end? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This legendary concert but actually staying to the end. Of the I know, especially something that long, but... Um, well, it did drag on a bit, to be honest with you. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, uh, yeah, I mean... Um, just to catch everybody up, Tommy. Um, Tommy's been um, having some uh, interesting discussions this morning. Uh, uh, is it on Twitter and Facebook? Or? Yeah, no. I mean, one uh, some guy hit me up and said that uh, he's like, I missed my train because this, this show was so long. And I was like, okay, you know, I mean, I, mean, I don't really think there was any songs we could really cut from the setlist. I mean, all those songs have to be in there, and you can't. What, what are you going to sacrifice? I mean, Prong has ten albums out, so. And plus, you know, numerous EPs. So, uh, and then we still didn't cover everything, but none of those songs that really can be cut out. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, you know, speaking of somebody who has a car, um, oh, I, you know, see. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't mind. Okay, good. You know, and yeah, you're always, you know, like you say, everybody has a voice. So you, you just you cannot please all the people all the time. I think, I mean, he was happy with it. I think everyone's been really happy with, like, the Salon selection from the set, because, you know, we cover stuff from, from Big Dipper, from The Wrong, you know, with Awakening, and then, you know, Cleansing being probably the most popular record, that, you know, we do a good amount of that, and then uh, the two latest records, and then Power the Damager, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I was surprised at how old school set was, actually. Oh, really? Well, yeah, 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 because, um, well, you know, normally 
you know, when you see somebody, they're trying to they're, they're trying to push the latest product. So, I mean, you you kind of stuck between a hard place, rock and a hard place of ruining lives, not being out yet. Right. Um, although some of us have listened to it and it's awesome. Um, but yeah, you, you kind of like expect like the most recent stuff up the front. But you know, to be opening with, don't want to give too many things away. Um, because I'm old school and don't like to ruin uh -huh. it for everyone else, but some people like post the set list. Uh -huh. like, no way, man. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, opening with um, uh, oh shit, I've completely forgotten now. For dear life. For dear life. Yeah. Yeah. That was like total surprise. Really? Well, well, yeah. I mean, I guess because we've done so many shows all over the place, like in America and then uh, the continent, that you know we've been using that as a as an opener for a while. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess. It, in London, we haven't really played that song uh, as an opener. I forget what we were opening up for, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a good opener. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you remember. Oh, by the way, thanks for, thanks for accepting my friend request on Facebook. Oh, I think I must have yeah, take. I must have been like a stalker though. It's like you know, because I was trying to reach you through the through, through Facebook, through the um, through the website, and. And everything else, and it's like I had this sort of cut and paste message trying to remind you of a, a meeting that we that took place in I think about 1990. Oh, really? Yeah, at the the Duchess of York in Leeds. I don't know if you remember that. It's a tiny little kind of pub venue. You know what? I don't remember. I, I remember the tour. Was that with Godflesh? No, I think I, no. I think you were you were on your own. Okay. You were on your own for Beta Dipper. Um, and I right. tra I traded a Flotsam and Jetsam. Um, uh, tour t-shirt off you because um, uh, yeah we we I, I was in acid rain and and I oh, knew, okay yeah yeah and yeah I knew, I knew Dan Lilka and nice. like a sort of mutual contact that we that we knew but um, it's an awesome t-shirt I think I think I still got it nice yeah I remember I, I remotely remember that gig I can't really remember it mm. it's so far back I, I wish I remember some of those things of oh, those and I, I well I played there many times myself and I wish I wish the venue was still around there's so many cool venues they're gone now around. yeah okay. yeah um, and there was loads in London for instance I mean there was there was the uh, the old club foot apparently that's a shopping centre the marquee. All the marquees have gone. The Astoria, that's gone. The Astoria 2 is gone. I mean, it's just depressing, actually. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's it's weird. And the Underworld you played last night, it's, you know, it's, it's one of the cool ones that still manages to hang in there. Yeah, they got a new sign out front, too, I noticed. Yes, things are going up in the world. Fancy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, uh, ruining lives because um, I've been I've been listening to it for over a week. Okay. Um, I mean, I've got to say you can't listen to Stoneheart Mills. Uh, just phenomenal. I mean, no, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> that that was just that to me gave me the same feeling as the first time that I heard Cleansing. It just like whoa, these boys just like raised the bar, and they just seem to be. It seemed to be kind of like a, a, a really intense, almost sort of brutal, even more brutal from than, than I ever heard before. And it's a, and it's a phenomenal album. Um, ruining lives as a, as a follower feels feels like um, prove you wrong and following up to different. It feels a bit more a bit more groovy, a bit more I don't know, kind of independent. There's you seem to be doing more vocals as well. As yeah, well. it's a more a bit, it's more, more, a bit more melodic. Definitely more melodic. 
uh, I think that's just a natural progression from the last record and uh, just centering on the songs where there was 25 songs written for Cards It's a Stone and we had a lot more to pick and choose from. This one was done a lot faster and those 12 songs are the ones that were written and they, that's what landed on the record. So being that, each song I treated as a real song and I developed it with the vocal and the chorus and everything you know, uh, with a lot more attention I think in a smaller amount of time on this record. But I mean, there's some fast, there's some pretty brutal stuff on this one too. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, we, oh, got, yeah. we have, we mix it up again, you know, and that, that's what, you know, that's what Prong has to do. I mean, there's, there's songs like Absence of Light, which you probably is one of the most, uh, what would you say, melodic songs that we've done. Yeah. Uh, but it's still a heavy song. Windows Shut, which is like a post-punk uh, vibe with a little bit of math metal in there, and um, then there's you know the thrashers with like Chamber of Thought and uh, the Barriers, and you know the, the title the the, the uh, title track is like an old school like something that almost could be on Force Fed for that matter. I was just going to come to that actually because because it, it's quite strange that Ruining Lives the the um, the title track kind of for me just sort of encompasses almost what the Album, right. There's an instrumental break in there where you've got, we've got a blast beat, and yeah. then not much longer you just got these huge sort of melodic doomy Sabbath kind of slow parts, and it's just there's like everything's contained in that in that one song as well. Um, is that why is that why you play that live, or is it just just a, a good time to play that? Uh, I don't know why that was selected as, as much as that it's the title track. Uh, I think that that uh, and it has sort of an industrial metal thing too that I, I wanted to keep going and like and I think it fits with the rest of the stuff yeah so a lot of it has to do with the tuning too that that being in a D tuning uh, that's similar to the other songs that surround it so I, I think it works uh, you know it's a little challenging singing and playing any of the new but so, uh, but uh, those are the ones that were selected. I think Ruining Lives is in track. Yeah, yeah, and that is an awesome lineup you've got going on there as well. Yeah. No, I always seem to find these. I mean, recently we've been finding the great guys, and uh, I love these guys. I mean, uh, you know, Alexi was great, you know, and, and J you know, Jason's been he's been amazing. It's just, you know, everyone's schedule has been so weird. It's like, you know, everyone's doing other things, and uh, now I, you know, uh, now that we're working a lot and Prime's been really active for the last two years, hopefully I can you know keep a solid thing going. And it's, it's been it's been difficult though. Yeah, I mean, is is that is that the main kind of difficulties holding people together? In a, yeah. I mean, I, it's I mean, like this record going in and and now I you know I was telling Scotty here uh, that uh, press guy that you know uh, the label like you know this is the window and after the record has to come out at a certain time. I was like I don't even have really anybody around, so I had to you know I had to like uh, finagle things in order to make it happen. So, uh, but you know I've been in this situation so many times where uh, it's been left up to me to pull this whole thing together, and that means coming up with the material. So as long as I can keep doing that, I don't really worry about it that much. Sure.
channel. But I mean, I do worry about it because I mean, uh, now uh, following uh, up this record will obviously be another challenge. So yeah, is, is, is that why you kind of ended up with the tour landing slightly before the album? No, that was I mean, that was basically because I got called out of doing a dancing tour in October that I wasn't planning to do. And, like went through in there, and uh, I was actually nervous telling my manager about. It. I was like, oh well, uh, I know I was supposed to start working on the prom record, but Glenn <laughs> wants me to do another tour. And he's like, okay, this may screw things up, but let me check with the label and see how they fell. And no one seemed to mind it too much having the tour being booked already, that we you know that it was about coming doing the tour previous to the album. So, uh, you know, in some ways that works. In some ways, I mean, obviously for sales, et cetera, it's better to have the record out while you're actually on the road. But I mean, this is a good setup as well. Yeah. Not to be all commercially minded about the whole thing, but. Well, no, but you, you got to be. I mean, you know, you're just saying sales there. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's what's so funny. Remember that? Yeah. Well, well, we have this other thing that's available on Bandcamp. This, uh, <coughs> these, uh, Unleashed in the West. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. So, you, so basically, people can stream it live or they can buy it yeah. on disc yeah. at the show. Yeah. So, I mean, that's been working out really well. I mean, it came out fantastic. I mean, there's been so many different production techniques over the years on the prom albums. Now, to have all those songs from this long period, all with that trio mentality, is it, it really came out great. I think, you know, uh, we really didn't have to have all this crazy production, like on Rude Awakening, for instance, those songs can hold their own uh, with just the, you know, guitar, bass, and drum format. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed there's a, a, a little bit of um, a little bit of keyboards and stuff on the new album. Just kind of like no, really no. There's none. It's, it's all guitar stuff. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Right. Okay. So is that a guitar synth or is that just you? No, no, like that's just quirky little noises and pedal board stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just all with pedals. Yeah. Cool. You, you, we having some um, some issues with your pedals last night because of some technical issues. Well, I mean, the, the, those guys up front kept pushing the monitors into them, and there was like, you know, good, good amount of stage divers. Yeah, and the I guys know. stepped on stuff, and uh, then they unplugged the, the monitors, and, uh, and might want my, you know, it was the, the, it was beer all over the place. So it was like my pedal board kept slipping all over the place. But I mean, that's I mean, that's all fun. Good. You know? Yeah, but it's, it's, like, it's nice to have some old school problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I mean, we keep it old school. It's just, you know, a couple of amps up there and then... Uh, yeah, and pl plenty of room for people to just jump about. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it was, it was it was getting crazy there for a while. Yeah, it was pretty cool, actually. It's yeah. a long time since I've seen anything like that down at the end of it. Yeah. Um, that was good turnout for Sunday night. Yeah, no, it was really good. I mean, and being at Mother's Day, too, we were really excited about it. You know, it was, uh, yeah. But unfortunately, uh, the set was a bit long, and some people just. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, the, well, afterwards, I've been going to the merch booth, and I've been hanging out, and like, you know, like I wanted to meet people, and like a lot of people said they couldn't hang out and uh, you know, talk to me or say hello because of the, you know, uh, it's almost like Los Angeles here. Like you get the, the train stop at what noon? I mean, midnight or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty shit. Um, but apparently, we're gonna have we're gonna have twenty four hour tubes. Uh, within the next couple of years. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know that's gonna be that's gonna be scary. Yeah, that will be scary. Yeah. See, <laughs> we'll have more binge drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be uh, yeah. It'll be basically the tube will just be full of drugs. Right. Well, um, you used to be able to drink alcohol on the tube, but you're not allowed to. 
We used to be able to drink it, and um, the night before it became illegal, um, they had parties at every tube station in London. These massive fucking drunken raves in tube stations, because it was they was like saying goodbye to. Uh, well, to your average American, you know, it, it, it's it's uh, unusual that you can drink outside. Yeah, no. Like I, I mean, even it, it never ceases to amaze me. Like I was, you know, in Camden. Uh, last night I just saw I, I just I double took you know uh, just some guy walking around with an open beer I was just like what the hell is that I was like okay I'm in, I'm in London you know, I'm in England now so that's it yeah 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 um, speaking of which I mean because of the way the album was formed would you um, of the album was formed sort of like early is there any chance you sort of coming back and doing some dates well we're doing the Bloodstock oh, of course right. yes of course so um, yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll come back. I mean, you know, that would be great. Uh, you know, maybe filling up, doing another UK show around there, but it was difficult to fill in those when you know, doing Bloodstock. But it's a possibility. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe next year or whatever. So. It's got. I mean, it's great to have you guys back, like, back on back on the scene and feeling like, like so just from a from a a fan who's you know goes goes way back. Um, Stone. It just felt like it felt like the band had been gone. No, it was. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was years. I, I mean, obviously, uh, well, people. I mean, not obviously, but I, you know, I, I spent a long time trying to develop the whole ministry project with Al, and then you know, Al, you know, was always into retiring and stuff. So I was like, you know, I better get prom going, and you know, I want. I've never stopped prom really since you know uh, years ago, but it wasn't. It wasn't like something. Now, like we're, you know, we got a new record deal, and you know, we're, we're committed to putting out consistent records. Yeah. So it's been a while since that's gone. Uh, yeah, the rebirth is, is is a lot. With you know, you sign a new record deal, you're excited. You know, uh, you got a real producers working with with you, and uh, that's always great. I mean, I, I can't believe it. It's been, everything's been going really well. I think. Well, I was talking to somebody last night who uh, and. and Good, I'm glad. It's yeah. nice, it's nice yeah. to have you back. Um, I was talking to a guy last night who's two thirds of the way chronicling your entire life history. Um, every single gig. Uh, that's quite impossible. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I know this one he forgot, and I just was talking about this one in Romford that we did. Shit, you played Romford? Yeah, yeah. How the hell? The Battle of the Bands. The Battle of Local Romford Bands and Prom. Like yeah, it like I don't know. Someone, someone's getting sacked after that. No, I mean it almost like I, I was almost committed to ending my career. It was it was the most horrible experience. That place is a nightmare. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it, was, exactly. it was, and we were stuck there because we were <clears throat> we were on a bus, and uh, I forget who was out. We were out with some other stupid band that was opening up for us. And we were stuck on a bus parked there, right off that main drag. Yeah. It was, um, I've never seen anything like it in my life. I mean, I've been to some real uh, weird places. Shitholes. Yeah, shitholes. Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eastern yeah. countries and everything, and that takes the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong for the Yeah, yeah. It's not a, not a great place to get stuck in. Yeah, and the, the gig was horrible. And one of the guys was there. Actually, maybe that's the guy who's uh, chronicling the whole thing. Well, you, you never know. Well, he's, he's, his name's Hector. He's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a legend on the, uh, on the London scene. Oh, okay. I was talking to him last night. 
um, at the show, and literally about once every two minutes, somebody comes up and goes, "Hey, Hector, I think he's been to like every gig that was worth going to wow. since like the late '80s up to now." Um, but yeah, he's he's like going through it slowly. I'll send you um, uh, I'll send you a link to where he's got to. Um, but we were talking last night, and he, he reckoned that you were basically one of uh, one of the most underrated and key um, metal bands for the last 25 years. Um, and looking at kind of, you see, you see, you're one of those bands who always gets mentioned in interviews, and it's kind of like, even as a fan, it's frustrating to look and think like, you know, you should, <laughs> should have been like way up there. You yeah, know, I, I, it doesn't frustrate me at all because, you know, I, I, I just I, I, I came to believe that, that, you know, that everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be. In, uh, and that's, just, that's not a justification of that. It's hmm. just that um, uh, there's bands that have, have, uh, have reached successes earlier in their careers and uh, maybe their later releases were, were lacking. You know, I think that now, you know, at my age, I'm, I'm still you know, viable and I'm still, you know, I'm still uh, hungry and, you know, that's that's just my you know calling or something. So uh, you know whether that that lasts for how long or whatever. But I mean that's just the way it is. You know? Yeah. And whatever is is, and you know that's you know I've, I've I've grown to accept that in a lot of ways, and I'm be grateful. You know so. Uh, there's a lot of bands in the that are underrated that haven't reached the recognition. One being like the Bad Brains, for instance, and in my opinion, and, and you know, on a, on a big scale, people could say that about Killing Joke. You know, and still in America, like, you know, after all the great, great, amazing records and songs they they put out, Fields uh, uh, of the Nephilim is another band that no one even knows them in America. It's like it's weird, you know, like. So I mean, people know them, but they had they're not like yeah, you know, yeah. And, you know, rock music is all underrated anyhow because, you know, the, the central attention to everything is is the Miley Cyruses and the Katy Perry's of the world. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. you know, that, that's it's just whatever. I mean, yeah. Well, I spoke to Bobby from, um, from Overkill uh, a few weeks ago okay. and he was saying the most... He said, look, as long as I'm still relevant, you know, that's what I'm... Follow with a classic Bobby love. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, he was like, no, he's great. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's speaking. still doing. I mean, and, and that band's amazing. I mean, like, we did a tour with them uh, between records. Like, so I got called up by their booking agents. Like, you want to go with Overkill? I'm like, fuck yeah. So, uh, I mean, we didn't have any product out or anything. We went out with them, and they just killed it. You know? it was like, and it worked. You know, it's just like when you're good, you're good. It doesn't make a difference. Like. You know, the, how many people are there, or if, if if you're trendy, or what have you, who cares, really? I mean, yeah. All that stuff is, it doesn't really mean anything. You know? yeah. it's, like, it's the moment that means something. When you're on stage, and you know, you're up there, and you know, that, that's, it's, that's the experience of it. Like, all that other stuff, of, you know, what's in magazines, and you know, uh, how many stars you get, and, you know, whatever, it's like, it doesn't make a difference. Well, watching you last night, you certainly seemed like a bunch of guys really enjoying themselves. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, I mean, when, you know, on, you know, apart from, you know... When you haven't got beer all over your head. Yeah, and then, you know, yeah. getting smashed in the hand, and, you know, 
and then some of the guys, one that one dude trying to play my guitar like during the set. Yeah, just stuff like that. I mean, I don't. I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes yeah. it's hard to it's hard to, to to get back into your groove after those things happen. But that's that's old school, man. That's like you yeah. know. I mean, we used to play. Uh, like when we when we first came out, we were playing clubs. And, like I had my teeth redone because you know I always you know being a singer, a guitar yeah, player, it was always I got I, my whole front two teeth were all chipped up, and. Um, uh, and some girlfriend of mine, when he was like, you know, like said, uh, you got to do something about those teeth, man. They're all, like, and I had to get them ground down, and, you know, but they were all bashed in. It was like a hockey player. You know? <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if should wear a mask up there, but, yeah. you know, but, and then, you know, some shows, nobody's doing it. You go to Holland, and people just, people like, yes, you know, they, you know, they don't, you know, it's a different vibe. So, yeah. I mean, London is always the greatest place to play. I mean, you know, it's never, you're never going to get any better than playing London. So it's just, that's where prom started, and that's where it will end, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, maybe hopefully not too many chances, too many yeah. though, you know. Um, so, um, and, and that is, a, that is a, a big old chunk of music you play as well. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, yeah. It, you, you play. You don't play enough songs. People complain about value for money, and you couldn't play too much, too many. Um, there's, the, there's, there's a good but, handful um, of songs that I really want. I, I really would like us to start playing again. Uh, what would they be? Uh, stuff from Primitive Origins and Force Fed. Like you know, I want to do every record's got to be should be documented, and uh, you know, it's based upon. You know the uh, the American audiences, which aren't really familiar with those two records, but right. when, when we come to Europe, because those first two records were released on on a, on a British label, Southern Studio, so people are more familiar with them. So, you know, I'd like uh, you know, and I'd like to see if we can start doing them again. So, but uh, and then um, uh, there's a couple other songs like like unfortunately or from Rude Awakening that should probably be played. I mean, there's a state called um, uh, Sound Exchange in America. It's like a lot of like clubs like playing bars like we're hanging out now. They have like, these jukeboxes, and that you I mean, I mean, not to go into commercial things, but I mean that it's almost like I, I make more of my money off of those jukebox sales right. than pretty much anything. Yeah, because like you know people put on. You know, like snap your finger, snap your neck on that thing, and you know, I get like a monthly, you know, uh, royalty from that. And it's like there's a song, unfortunately, that it's on Rude Awakening. That you, it's like one of these things, like you know, you never would know that like people would be playing that song, and that's like really high on the chart. Every because like I looked, I got the reports recently. I'm like, huh? Like that song? It's like. So I, I guess we should be playing it. If it's, yeah. it's in, that's a good barometer yeah. of what right, people yeah. are playing. And it's not like the first song on the record. It's like way down in the record on Rude Awakening. So apparently, you know, people were picking that song for some reason. Maybe because of the song title. Because everyone feels unfortunate. So. Yeah, you just, struck, you just struck a chord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, I mean, obviously, you know, the industry's changed beyond, beyond all recognition. Like you're saying, it's... it's you have to be commercially aware because um, this is a job that you've got now. That we, you know, well, you have to follow people. You can't, like you know, I, I could sit here and try to be a marketing expert, but that's not, I, that's not me, and I don't know. So, you know, I have to trust 
people that I, you know, that would tend to know what to do. You know? So, you know, like, you know, like uh, I'm not afraid to learn or like to try to like figure things out. I mean, uh, you know, you have to entrust others. But just like having a record producer or having good engineers or, you know, like people, uh, you know, press people, whatever, you know, you, you can't. I, mean, I, I can't uh, micromanage all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You just got to make sure you're right. Yeah, but you, you need, you know, and then if they don't work out, they don't work out. But if that's not, you know, that's just the way it is, you know. So, you know, I'm, uh, you got you know, not everything's going to be great. Not everything's going to be good. Things are going to be bad a lot of times. So, you know, and uh, you can't like, you know, I've learned that too. That's why you know, I've had some kind of longevity. It's because I realize that uh, you know there's going to be like a lot of valleys in your career or anything you do, and you just you know it's uh, you don't know when the end is in sight or you don't know what's going to happen. And look, I mean, you know, like uh, since I left LA, there's been like two earthquakes already, and uh, you know who knows when the big one is. It's going to be a big one, and I'm going to be here in London, and then I'm going <laughs> to. You know, California's going to be in the ocean, and then I'm going to have to live here. You never know what the hell's going to happen. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'd love to have you, definitely. And there will be 24 hours right tube soon as well, so, yeah. ah. so it's all good. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. That would be hard to be adjusted, because living in California, I've grown accustomed to having an automobile. And seeing the sun as well, I would imagine. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, we had a big drought out there where there wasn't any rain. Did you, have, did you have fires as well? There's always fires there. Always. That's like the big news here. It's like, okay, another fire. It's like, okay, you know, like 3,000 houses burned down. It becomes like passe after a while. Wow. Yeah, because it dries up. Like the, the hills dry up and they keep, you know, uh, there seems to be like some kind of weird economy based upon that. Like where it just happens every year and they act like it's something new. Right? The people's house burned down and they get insurance money and they just build another one. So Yeah, and now uh, my sister lives in Australia and they're in a part where they're always having fires. I've got a cousin who lives in Spain and they're always having fires. Yeah, it's dry, it's just, yeah. Yeah, and there's that's it. It's yeah. like you know, they've they've got all sorts of like technology, but all the technology is basically how to spot fires. You can't stop it. You can't stop so, it. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely scary, it's like burning out villages and it's burning. Well, my cousin is in Spain, they basically burned for 20 miles yeah. from where she was right to the coast and everything in its way was just gone. And there's, yeah, there's nothing you can do. It's, no. just, uh, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. But, um, so um, obviously you've been, you know, you've been over the UK many, many times and you said that you kind of started here, not started here. Yeah. Um, given that you're now, you know, all these years, all these years later, you're back in the UK again, does it, it does, does it feel like a kind of a second home? Uh, we haven't been here that enough, uh, that much. Uh, you know, there was a long period where we weren't, but we were doing, you know, continental tours, and we weren't really hitting over here that much. I mean, I think it a lot has to do with like a booking agent. It was it, and some promoters that are willing to take a chance on you again and then come back, and you know, uh, things are lined up properly. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 again, it's back to the what I was saying earlier. Was, uh, I mean, like. 
now sometimes it seems like you know we start playing the UK again and then like Germany suffers a little bit or you know it'd be good to have everything going at the same time but it never seems to work out that way uh, you know or America suffers you know uh, I mean, America is getting difficult because of the gas prices and it's hard to get around and you know you have to uh, damn you know like years ago with the gas being cheap you could get in a van and go for three months now you can't do that anymore like we're trying to figure out how to how to tour America without having to, uh, you know, drive from, you know, Denver to Seattle, you know, and like these crazy drives that, uh, you know, years ago that you wouldn't think about because it would be inexpensive now, you know, there's no way to do it. So, uh, you know, being a trio, maybe we could fly or you know, something like that, you know. But, well, I, I don't, it's just another part of the, the, the evolving uh, cost Yeah, I mean, LA has changed a lot too. Where you, you know, um, now it's got to the point where uh, because of the gas prices, you, you can you play down. You can play like an Orange County show, and then maybe like you know Ventura, and then like an LA show, and then San Bernardino. So, you know, because people aren't going into you know to a central location that much anymore, so you have to, you know, you spread like you know one Los Angeles show into like five shows, right. smaller shows. Yeah. So I think that that seems to be the sentiment in a lot of places now, you know, uh, and in Europe too. I mean, we're you know years ago. I mean, we were playing like ten shows in France. That's not existent anymore. You know. Yeah. yeah totally. We we played uh, we played twenty six shows in the UK. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we did uh, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, and England. Yeah, twenty six shows. Hey, we've never played Wales. We've never. I've never been to wow, part. Really? Never really? been there. Oh man, and it's yeah, it's crazy. Aren't it? That was one of the reasons when I saw Bobby Nita. Um, one of the reasons they'd come out the studio to do the UK leg was the first. They got a chance to play Wales for the first time. They got a chance to play Glasgow for the first time. There was a, there was a few firsts in there, uh, and that's why they did it. I mean, and you're saying these opportunities they don't you know, they don't often come up. So when no, they, they do don't. come up, you you got to go for it. Yeah. Um, so just wrapping up now, one thing I did want to ask you. Um, obviously, you've done um, a lot of a lot of stuff in a lot of bands, and you know, Prong is obviously home. That's where you live. Um, is that is for the foreseeable future? Is it? I mean, you mentioned you went out and did a, a dancing tour, but musically, from your own output, is, is oh yeah, I mean now. Oh, absolutely. Set like, for the next few years. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned the ministry thing earlier, where I was creative in that. Like I worked on a couple of the records, and yeah. then. Uh, uh, but now, like you know, all all the songwriting, etc., is completely into prom. So, you know, like you know, with anything I do with dancing, I mean, Glenn writes all the songs. So I, I just, uh, you know, I just help him out doing records or whatever, doing these occasional touring. So yeah, I mean, I'd love for this to keep going and like and, and make this uh, uh, not only a priority, but just uh, you know, uh, this is the only thing that I do. So that would be cool. I mean, that, that's that's I think that's the goal. Yeah, awesome. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. And um, just a final quick question. What is Monty Pitman now? You know what? I, I, he, uh, like, I haven't heard the whole thing. Right, okay. So, I mean, like, I saw the video occasionally, you know. Yeah. And, um, oh, the one where just in the white room? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, have, I haven't listened to the whole thing. 
he said he sent me a link and then I never got it and you know you know I've been out of town and so uh, you know I wanted to get a physical copy of it so I haven't really heard the whole yeah thing. no I've, I've got the I've got the CD of it okay so, cool uh, yeah it is it's, it, it's really cool oh it's good really I gotta cool. check it out there's people some, are saying good things about it yeah, well, yeah I mean without without doubt there's some there's there's like there's, there's bits and pieces that remind me of, of prom bits and pieces that sound nothing like right prom he's, I mean he's got you know he's got his own sound yeah he's a great guitar but, player you know yeah, yeah, great guy yeah and it's and it, but it's, it's really different he's found, it's just found kind of like his own place wow okay um, but yeah it's cool Cool. Nice. Well, look, Tommy, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Howard. Appreciate Lovely. it. Thank, Thank you very you much. much. Thanks a lot. Cool. Cheers. So there you go. That was um, that was my interview with uh, with Tommy. Um, we had a good old chat there, and um, uh, yeah, never thought <laughs> never thought I'd see the day where um, the uh, the town of Romford would cr- crop up in a uh, in a talking bollocks interview. But there you go, <laughs> surprises all around. Um, top man, Tommy. Um, really um, had a really good chat, and um, like I said, ruining lives. Great album. Get out there, get it. I mean, it's his, it's his longevity that is so impressive. Um, I mean, you know, it, 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 the key word is relevant, as uh, as Bobby Blitz um, uh, once told me. And I'm sure as you remember, if you've listened to that interview, um, you know, that's all you've got to do. Just strive to be relevant. And, and some people have got it and some people haven't. Some people don't even need to strive. And I think, you know... Tommy is is definitely one of those. Funny thing is, as uh, you know, as we as we mentioned in the interview, there I was talking about um, Overkill and Prong are actually um, uh, touring in the states together um, at some point this year. So <laughs> there you go. Hey, I, I, I I'm not trying to take credit for that. I must stress that it's just you know it, it's just happening. That's uh, that's all. Um, so uh, what else has been happening in the world of metal? Somebody asked me um, what I thought to um, had um, uh, the girl from um arch enemy leaving and being replaced um by another female singer and um yeah uh, look i'm i'm not a sexist but i just don't do female vocals in metal sorry um and and i know that i'm going to be accused of being sexist i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not sexist i, I love women um i love tits <laughs> no i'm seriously um i um uh I, yeah i love women i love everything about them um just not in metal bands no look I'm I'm not a sexist. I'm not saying I will never like uh, a metal band with female vocals. What I'm saying is, Lacuna Coil, um, Arch Enemy, uh, well, all of those horseshit bands with fucking keyboards and Epica. It, it just it's the actual music. It doesn't do anything for me at all, at all. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, goes far as back back in the day, Doro Pesh. I mean, God, I can't believe she's still going. Bless her, dear me. Um, but yeah, she's like the Helen Mirren of of heavy metal. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, just just does nothing for me. Um, but like I said, I'm not I'm I'm not saying that's because I'm not saying I would never like a, a metal band um, uh, with uh, with female vocals. But I've I've yet to hear one that that I have liked, and you know I can't. I can't put it any other way, and um, you know that's just that's just the way things are. So you know, sorry about that and all that, but um, there you go. You know, I'm I'm not a sexist. If I was, I'd say something like the only place for women in metal is in the dressing room on their knees, you know, or bent over. But I wouldn't say anything like that because I'm not sexist. That is just the kind of thing a sexist person would say. Um, I know that I'm, I'm digging a huge fucking hole here. My apologies to any um, female listeners. It, yeah, both of you. <laughs> um, 
uh, I, I'm, not, I'm genuinely, I'm not. I, this now, I'm, this is tainted, isn't it? This is, this is me bringing a subject up that no one asked me to bring up, and then saying, no, 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 no. It's like, it's like saying I didn't do it when nobody's accused you, accused me of murder yet. Um, it's like watching those sort of Poirot or something like that, where, where it gets everybody in a room. And like, one of you is the murderer. It wasn't me. All oh, right, it's clearly him then. Um, so yeah, no, I, I am making a mess of this, but um, no, I am. Uh, I'm not a sexist, and any time, I'm yeah. Send, send me, please. They, in fact, I'm going to get something out of this. Get something positive out of this. Send me, um, please, via Twitter at Talking Bollocks. Um, email Howard at AllAboutTheRock.co.uk. Um, just send me your um, uh, suggestions for bands with female vocalists that I should uh, that I should give a listen to that you think you know will actually make me go. Oh, actually, you know, I fucking really rate them. Um, the Arch Enemy were a really good band, spoiled by that shrieking Harridan, frankly. Awful. Fucking dreadful. But um, but there you go. Um, just my opinion, but as I've said before, you want anybody else's opinion? Fucking go and listen to their podcast. Um, so, um, well, oh yeah, I wanted to mention also, um, obviously I, uh, I say this every, uh, every uh, podcast, but um, uh, you can, I do do stand-up comedy, I have been doing for 15 years, I worked out the other day. 15! fucking years Jesus um, so I've been doing stand up for 15 years um, but for the last 8 years as Keith Platt professional Yorkshireman you can find me on Facebook as Keith Platt or you can find the uh, the Facebook group uh, Keith Platt professional Yorkshireman uh, if you see me gigging around the country then please come along I am going to be at download this year I'll give you the times and date oh actually I better, yeah, I better say now actually it's on the Wednesday of um, uh, of download so uh, if you weren't thinking of getting there till Thursday, fuck you! You got a reason to go Wednesday now. So yeah, it's the Wednesday at um, seven fifty. That is um, no, not seven fifty. Well, yeah, seven fifty in the evening. That's nineteen fifty. If we're going to get all militarized shit on you, um, and uh, yeah, I'll be um, uh, me as Keith Platt. I will be doing a set um, and uh, love download. It's always a great gig. Um, it's always it's always nice to be able to. Um, to I don't know. It's it's, it's weird to be honest. It's the closest thing to being back in acid rain that that I've ever done. Um, this will be my fourth year at Download, and um, yeah, it's it's weird because it, it's it is. You're playing to a bunch of metalers at a metal festival. Um, I do finish my set with a song. I do a uh, I do a version of um, Pantera, but dressed up as an old Yorkshireman. Now, if you want to see that, you can. Uh, a friend of mine, Paul um, uh, Paul Chanter. Or Cunter, as I like to call him, uh, runs the um, hi Paul has the um, he runs the uh, Acid Rain YouTube channel, and um, he cut together a really really cool um, uh, video for me of me doing Walk by Pantera, but as as my character at Download over the years. Um, so you can look that um, you can look that up on YouTube. Just put in Keith Platt uh, Walk. And it'll come up because, funnily enough, there's no other Keith Platts. They're doing Walk or uh, by Pantera, so put Walk Pantera cover, Keith Platt, whatever, and you'll find it. And um, it's pretty, um, it's pretty nuts. But uh, give you an idea of what I'm doing with my uh, my time these days. Um, uh, oh yeah, and coming up uh, May twenty second. Um, uh, uh, by the way, I'm changing uh, tactics here, changing uh, subject altogether. Uh, Max Cavaliera's book is coming out. Um, his autobiography is coming out in English. Um, I'm going to be picking it up. So uh, if you if you if you wanting if you're unsure, wait till the next podcast. Let you know what I think. But you know, fuck me and my opinions. 
doesn't mean doesn't mean you'll like it, does it? So yeah, whatever. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, going back to uh, my Keith Platt thing. You can also you can tweet me also at um, at Keith Platt. That's capital K, capital P, all one word. Keith Platt. Um, so there you look. There's millions of ways of getting in touch with the show and all the rest of it. Um, and um, please, please do. By the way, um, in case you're wondering what this babbering on going is, we have got a track coming up to finish the show as always, and it is. Um, uh, it's uh, it's it's our, I think it's our first unsigned band. Um, the first uh, I'm actually delivering on a promise that I made um, right in the very uh, very first or second podcast, um, which was you know if you send your stuff in um, and I will play it. And, it. and we've had a few tracks by bands who've got deals and stuff like that. Um, and uh, although thirteen or XII as I constantly called them, um, I'm never going to forgive myself for that. Uh, and neither are they, to be honest. But I don't blame them. Um, uh, yeah, I think then I'm not sure if they're actually signed to a label or it's their own label, whatever. But anyway, look, this is this is a yeah, a, a proper EP demo um, from a band called uh, Scimitar. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about, uh, about that uh, in a minute. So uh, Ryan Atkin, this one's for you, mate. Um, uh, yeah, um, I just wanted to say, as I always do, um, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Thanks to every single fucking one of you. Um, the way this podcast has taken off, the way it's growing, is is awesome, and um, and it's growing because of you guys. It's you know it's really it's organic. You know we're not putting adverts out there and uh, and shit like that. It, it's it's just all about you guys spreading the word, liking what you hear, sharing it, um, and creating some momentum. And and because of that, it means that. Um, it's it's just a, such a mega mega cool audience. Every single one of you, um, you know, seriously, thank you for you know, uh, letting me into your ears once again. Um, I really do appreciate it, um, and I, I I can't stress enough um, uh, how how cool it is and how much I appreciate it. So thank you very much. Um, keep listening. Um, and we might, hey, who knows, we might bump into each other at a, a show sometime. Um, it, that would be cool. Um, but please spread the word. Um, I mean, there's no excuse to not be listening. We've, you know, we're on, we're on iTunes. You can just put in Talking Bollocks into any um, a podcast app, and you'll find us. You can, we're on, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter. You know, we're infecting the internet. We're fucking everywhere. Okay, we're like a disease. We're spreading like a virus. And if you guys can help spread the disease and infect a few people, I'm really taking this analogy way too far, but you get what I mean. Um, so yeah, don't bo- don't put a condom on talking bollocks. Just spread your diseases everywhere. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> oh dear, I'm I am sorry. I am sorry. I did have a few drinks last night. Did a big gig last night. I was closing in a central London. So, so, sorry, just more proof that this is not. This, this this is not uh, edited. But will you fuck off? Fucking. Tw- <laughs> That's me throwing a shoe at my balcony um, uh, uh, window uh, window door because there's fucking pigeons on the balcony and they shit everywhere and they're just fucking sky rats. I hate them. And um, uh, yeah, and they cause me grief. Isn't that isn't that fucking interesting? This has got to be the most bizarre section of the podcast ever, right? Me babbling on, referring to uh, talking bollocks as some sort of, uh, some sort of um, sexually transmitted disease, and then throwing a shoe at a pigeon. That's what you tune in for, isn't it? Who are we kidding ourselves? That is what. That's what you tune in for. This kind of absolute 
Bollocks. Well, there you go. Talking bollocks. We've come full circle. I knew. I knew I could make this work. I knew I could. I knew I'd get there eventually. Excellent. Right. Anyway. Um, seriously, once again, thank you very much to everybody um, involved in the podcast. Thanks to talk, uh, Talking Bollocks. That's us. Uh, thanks to um, All About The Rock. Go to allabouttherock.co.uk for excellent competitions. For Well, not that you guys. We've established fucking hate competitions. And even when you do win stuff, you put it on eBay. That's so cool. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, go there. Um, check out the website. Great reviews. Uh, reviews? Well, yeah, good reviews. But also, um, so just a really good news site. Constantly updated uh, by the man, Craig... Um, um, Craig Hogan, who uh, is behind that website and works his fucking nuts off constantly. Uh, and in fact, you wouldn't be listening to any of this without um, Craig. So, um, so, so, come on, let's let's put your hands together wherever you are. If you're on the bus, you're on the tube, you're walking down the street, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, come on, let's just just put our hands together for Craig. Craig Hogan, come on, come on, put those hands together. Give him some fucking respect here. Come on, let's have it. Standing ovation. For Craig, nice one, mate. Uh, this is getting a bit um, a bit mental now, isn't it? Yeah, um, I did have uh, I did have a couple of drinks last night after headlining headlining a Central London show, and um, I think it's I think it's telling actually at this point. But um, anyway, guys, it's now on to the really is the end of the podcast because um, we're coming up to the uh, the song. Um, now this is by a band called Scimitar. Um, you can find Scimitar at uh, facebook.com forward slash Scimitar 666. Scimitar is spelt S-C-I-M-I-T-A-R and 666. Um, and that's Scimitar 666 on Facebook. But the name of the band is Scimitar. It's definitely Scimitar. There's no Roman numerals in there or anything, right? It's not Scimitar or 48-tar or whatever. But... um. Yeah, you know where I'm going, um, and um, uh, they are they're proper it's proper old school um, proper old school thrash. Um, some of the more refined stuff like Dust Bolt and stuff like it is, is uh, and to be and to be frank, Evile, um, I'm I'm not a fan of, um, but I am a fan um, uh, of bands who can like Visceral Attack who who sound old school because it's not overproduced. It sounds like you know properly full on. You know, it could go wrong at any minute. You know what I mean? I kind of, I, I kind of like that. Notice, I said, you know what I mean. I didn't say if that makes sense because I fucking hate it when people say if that makes sense. Well, I tell you what, why don't you think about what you're saying and make sure it makes sense before you fucking waste your time talking to me. Anyway, um, sorry. Um, um, so anyway, yes, um, it's my man um, uh, Ryan, who uh, Ryan Atkin. Who um, who sent me this? Um, he is a, a a proper worshipper of the old school. Um, he is um, he's a top lad, um, full on old school, um, and um, a very good drummer, as you're about to hear. Um, so the uh, the band is called Scimitar. The song is called um, "The Act of War" from the Act of War EP. Um, I understand that uh, that is out on their own label. They're based in um, uh, in Northern Ireland, uh, from Belfast, um, a, 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 a city I know well. As um, there's a, actually there's an Acid Rain show um, from Belfast going to be coming, going to be put up on YouTube soon on Acid Rain TV. So um, check that out if you're interested. If you're not, absolutely, then don't check it out. You know, it's like the uh, you know, it's like uh, listening to you know shit bands. You don't have to. Well, uh, there was honestly, I was gonna, I was getting there. There was gonna be a point there, but um, unfortunately, it's gone. Weed battered memory no longer works. So anyway, um, 
Uh, yeah, uh, all that remains is to say thank you very much to you all. Uh, thanks to Tommy from Prong. Go and get Ruining Lives. Uh, crank it up and ruin someone else's life. Yay! Um, yeah, autumn album, great follow-up to one of the best uh, albums of the last decade, um, which was Carved Into Stone, their previous album. Um, and, you know, uh, we've got some great, great interviews coming up. I don't want to say who. There is one particular interview I'm after with an absolute fucking legend. A legend of thrash and old school. I mean, you know, and I've sent him an email. I have reached out to him. Yeah, you know how I love that phrase. I've reached out to him. Um, I've sent him an email, basically. Um, Somebody gave me the email. Oh, shit, actually. That reminds me. um, That's, yeah. The somebody who, uh, who... sorted all this out was Fergal at Factory Music. Fergal, I nearly forgot about you, man. I'm so sorry. Big shout out to Fergal. I'm so glad I remembered to do that. Thank you very much for getting me that email address, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, And um, uh, yeah, so as always, going to really try and keep the quality high here. Um, Next month, I am interviewing a good friend of mine, a um, a metal producer. I don't want to go too much into it because you never know what can happen. Things do, you know, can not come off. But if that comes off, that will be cracking because it'll basically be me and him sitting around um, talking about the old days and me trying to get loads of stuff he shouldn't be saying out of him. Um, so he never works again and ruins his own career. <laughs> That'd be the idea. Anyway, um, no more uh, no more bullshit from me. No more talking bollocks from me. Um, it's now time to hand you over to, um, uh, to my... I was going to say to my good friends, but I've never met them, so that would be bullshit, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, time to hand you over to Scimitar. And this is the song... The Act of War. 